0: Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez.
1: Oh yeah, and I'm Josh Matheson enjoying those smooth smooth Louis Armstrong tones. <laughs> that was Neil Armstrong I was doing. Ah, sorry, yeah, easily yeah. mistaken. He's the one that can moonwalk, isn't he? Or
2: am I oh, that's right. Yeah. Am yeah. yeah. I might wow. just referencing everything wrong today?
0: <laughs>
2: What's new, hey? What's new, Pussycat? <laughs> no, my cat's in the room. I just want to know what she's been up to. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, this week we are looking at
0: <laughs> chapter 28 of Treasure Island, which is called The yeah. Enemy's Camp. Now, Last week, we had Jim head back to the stockade in very high spirits to tell them that he had stolen the schooner and so they can plan their next attack of the enemy only to find a parrot shaped alarm clock or security (laughs) alarm, I should say. Screaming pieces of eight, pieces of eight, pieces of eight at him as he came into the stockade because Long John Silver has taken the stockade. So we don't actually know what's happened to all the guys yet, do we? We don't know where Dr. Livesey or the captain or anyone
2: is.
1: We know something's happened and they're probably not dead.
2: Point A being the
1: past, point B
2: being now, and we need exactly. to fill in the bit in the middle. <laughs> if fill in. Robert Louis Stevenson. Well, what's allowed? between A and B? Uh.
0: <laughs> a. i I'm like it should have been a and c and we need to fill in the b in the middle but
1: yeah yeah
0: no we i don't know (laughs) maybe (laughs) perhaps i'm actually quite looking forward to this chapter because i really want to know what happened to all the guys something's
2: got to happen is my
0: yeah maybe long john does a bit of a stereotypical bad guy monologue Or maybe he might just find the people in the stock who were in the stockade, and maybe they might fill Jim in on.
1: Or maybe he finds the doctor and Trelawney buried under the floorboards. Oh. But he smells them before he's.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that. I bet there's like a really horrible smell. And then he's He's like. like,
1: Hang on there. Is that a bit of Parmesan on the floor?
0: Yeah. I thought Parmesan was a preservative.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wards off evil spirits.
0: (laughs) Right, well, let's jump in then. Let's get this. Let's get right into it. Here we go.
1: Chapter 28. In the Enemy's Camp. The red glare of the torch lighting up the interior of the blockhouse showed me the worst of my apprehensions realised. The pirates were in possession of the house and stores. There was the cask of cognac. There were the port and bread as before. And what tenfold increased my horror, not a sign of any prisoner. I could only judge that all had perished, and my heart smote me sorely that I had not been there to perish with them. There were six of the buccaneers, all told. Not another man was left alive. Five of them were on their feet, flushed and swollen, suddenly called out of the first sleep of drunkenness. The sixth had only risen upon his elbow. He was deadly pale, and the blood-stained bandage round his head told that he had recently been wounded and still more recently dressed. I remembered the man who had been shot and had run back among the woods in the great attack and doubted not that this was he.
0: So this is the guy that got shot as he was running away? Yeah, that fella. In this time, I'd be like, just put me out of my misery. (laughs) This isn't going to end well, is it?
2: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's going to get head gangrene. Unless he does know he's in an adventure story and it's meta. And he's like, well, I'm obviously going to be fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a twist in this novel. It, yeah. what, what a
2: superpower, knowing that you're the, the hero. Author, and the, like, you're like, knowing on you're the side. side. Yeah. You don't have the dramatic irony of knowing more than the character in every situation. Except the hero is in the book where it's just like, I know that I'm fine because I'm the hero.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but what if by the same superpower you realized you were the villain or worse still that you were completely redundant? Yeah.
0: This guy's only identifier is the fact that he's been shot in the head. He's got no name. He would he's be credited no... in
1: the film as guy Man. that was shot
2: in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Headshot guy. What a, uh, ooh, was it? it what do you call it? A, a fishbowl type scenario. If you, is it turns out, that all of the characters in this are all writing their own versions of it and they all think they're the hero.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I be mean, like,
2: that's, and then they all meet up and they'd like, and they just, they just catch each other writing. It's like, but, uh, and, and they've all got cameramen following them around. It's like, but it's my show, but it's my show, and it's my show. <laughs> and that's, that's what it's about.
1: Thank that's, you, Arbuthn. That run. was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> the parrot sat preening her plumage on Long John's shoulder. He himself, I thought, looked somewhat paler and more stern than I was used to. He still wore the fine broadcloth suit in which he had fulfilled his mission, but it was bitterly the worse for wear, daubed with clay and torn with the sharp briars of the wood. So, said he, here's Jim Hawkins shiver my timbers. (laughs) dropped in like eh? well come i take that friendly and thereupon he sat down across the brandy cask and began to fill a pipe give me a loan of the link dick said he (laughs) and then when he had a good light that'll do lad he added stick the glim in the wood heap and you gentlemen bring yourselves too You needn't stand up for Mr. Hawkins. He'll excuse you. You may lay to that. And so, Jim, stopping the tobacco, here you were, and quite a pleasant surprise for poor old John. I see you were smart when first I set my eyes on you, and this here gets away from me clean, it do. His grammar is terrible. I, I just can't want to read it. Out. I'm like, what <laughs> is this sentence?
2: It doesn't uh, help that we've given him a suave, no, it sophisticated doesn't. voice. No, if he was really... can't be suave uh, and
1: dramatic. <laughs> it so it
2: do. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah,
1: brother>. Here
0: <laughs> you were yeah, yeah, yeah. in present tense was quite fun.
1: Yeah, the, the paradox of uh, a sophisticated voice with uh, a lack of all sense of the English language. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, to all this is maybe well supposed. I made no answer. They had set me with my back against the wall, and I stood there, looking Silver in the face, pluckily enough, I hope, to all outward appearance, but with black despair in my heart. Silver took a whiff or two of his pipe, with great composure, and then ran on again. Now you see, Jim, so be as you are here, says he, I'll give you a piece of my mind. I've always liked you, I have. For a lad of spirit and a picture of my own self when I was young and handsome. I always wanted you to jine and take your share and die a gentleman and now, my cock, you've got it. <laughs> There's a term of endearment, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> if it just and now I hope he wasn't talking to him his yeah. You
1: know... <laughs>
2: Well the voice does help to be fair like uh, yeah.
1: yeah captain Smollett's a fine seaman as i'll <laughs> own up to any day but stiff on discipline oh f- D- <laughs> it's um it's sorry i'm sorry, of, I'm sorry. Yeah. now i know
2: i know i've got i know i'm in the gutter half the time but i, I i'm sorry <laughs> it's
1: littered with it all yeah i can't find yeah. a
0: definition for jine so I think it's meant to be join. I think it's just one of those ones where Jane, he's trying Jane, to M- spell sorry, it Harry. phonetically.
1: Yeah. yeah, Jane. Jane. They're Jane. They from, they Jane. <laughs> Maybe. Sorry, everyone. <I'm> from- <laughs> duty is duty, says he, and right he is. Just you keep clear of the captain. The doctor himself is gone dead, gang. <gasps> you. Wait, like the doctor's dead. Well, unless he's lying. Mm. it against you. Does that mean something different? Oh, oh, is, is maybe he, he, he's he, saying he's, he's turned against you or something. Jim. It could be like turned against you.
0: Yeah, maybe they're like, God damn you, Jim, leaving us. Yeah, maybe. If you were here, we might have stood a chance. Lol. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think it's that. <laughs> That's how you know John's lying. It's <laughs> uh, like, yeah, oh God, of course, they they think they, they couldn't do it without
1: me. So, mm-hmm. oh, I've let them down because they needed me so much. Ungrateful scamp was what he said, and the short and the long of the whole story is about here you can't go back to your own lot, for they won't have you. And without you, start a third ship's company all by yourself, which might be lonely. You'll have to jine with Captain Silver. But he's actually said there is that they're alive, but you can't go because they won't want you. He's been exiled. Yes, I'm convinced that's not true, but I oh, think he's no. trying to dupe him into. Yeah. No,
0: definitely gaslighting him. Yeah, he's trying to fool <laughs> him into him. basically going. Yeah. You have to join us
2: because we're the only ones now who'll who'll have you. It'd be really sad because he's eight. He's not. He's not emotionally developed.
0: No, I mean, I'd be like, it's fine. There's some stranger I met in the woods called Ben. I might just go and join him. <laughs> go he's hang got out with goats. Him. <laughs> he makes boats out of goats.
1: Yeah. So far, so good. My friends, then, were still alive, and though I partly believed the truth of Silver's statement, that the cabin party were incensed at me for my desertion, I was more relieved than distressed by what I heard. I don't say nothing as to your being in our hands, continued Silver, though there you are, and you may lay to it. I'm all for argument. I never seen good come out of threatening. If you like the service, well, you'll join, and if you don't, Jim, why, you're free to answer no, free and welcome, shipmate, and if fairer can be said by mortal seamen, shiver my sides. Am I to answer, then? I asked with a very tremulous voice. Through all this sneering talk I was made to feel the threat of death that overhung me, and my cheeks burned and my heart beat painfully in my breast. Lad, said Silver, no one's oppressing of you. Take your bearings. None of us won't hurry you, mate. Time goes so pleasant in your company, you see. Well, says I, growing a bit bolder, if I'm to choose, I declare I have a right to know what's what, and why you're here, and where my friends are. What's what? replied one of the buccaneers, in a deep growl. Aye, he'd be the lucky one as knowed that. "'You'll perhaps batten down your hatches till you spoke to, my friend,' cried Silver truculently to this speaker. And then, in his first gracious tones, he replied to me. "'Yesterday morning, Mr Hawkins,' said he, "'in the dog-watch down came Dr Livesey with a flag of truce.' Says he, Cap'n Silver, you're sold out, ship's gone Well, maybe we'd been taking a glass and a song to help it round, I won't say no Leastways, none of us had looked out We looked out, and by thunder, the old ship was gone I never seen a pack of fools look fishier, you may lay to that If I tells you that looked the fishiest Well, says the doctor, let's bargain We bargained, him and I, and here we are Stores, brandy, blockhouse and firewood You was thoughtful enough to cut And in a manner of speaking The whole blessed boat from Cross Trees to Kelson. As for them, they've trampled I don't know where's they are He drew again quietly at his pipe And lest you should take it into that head of yours He went on That you was included in the treaty Here's the last word that was said How many are you? says I, to leave. Four, says he, four and one of us wounded. As for that boy, I don't know where he is, confound him, says he, nor I don't much care. We're about sick of him. These was his words. Is that all? I asked. Well, it's all that you're to hear, my son, returned Silver. And now am I to choose? And now you are to choose, you may lay to that, said Silver. Well, said I, I'm not such a fool, but I know pretty well what I have to look for. Let the worst come to the worst, it's little I care. I've seen too many die since I fell in with you. But there's a thing or two I have to tell you, I said, and by this time I was quite excited. And the first is this. Here you are, in a bad way, ship lost, treasure lost, men lost, your whole business gone to wreck, and if you want to know who did it, it was I. I was in the apple barrel the night we sighted land, and I heard you, John and you, Dick Johnson and Hans, who is now at the bottom of the sea, and told every word you said before the hour was out. And as for the schooner, it was I who cut her cable, and it was I that killed the men you had aboard of her, and it was I who brought her here. You'll never see her more, not one of you. The laugh's on my side. I've had the top of this business from the first. I no more fear you than I fear a fly. Kill me, if you please, or spare me. But one thing I'll say, and no more. If you spare me, bygones are bygones. And when you fellows are in court for piracy, I'll save you all I can.' It's for you to choose. Kill another and do yourselves no good or spare me and keep a witness to save you from the gallows.
0: <laughs> he all right. there,
1: he? I think <laughs> he's
0: feeling a little bit up himself again. I don't know how much the testimony of an eight-year-old boy in this time would be taken seriously. Yeah, to no, be I, honest. Like, no, I just want to see what the, tri- the, the pirate's reaction. They'd be like, what? Yeah. Okay.
1: I suppose they don't just all laugh at him.
0: Providing they actually believe it was actually him, it's quite an impressive list of things that he's been he's done. Like he, he is definitely the turning point of every major part of this story. Obviously intentionally so by the author, because he's meant to be the protagonist. But yeah, as as an adult on the ship, thinking that this eight year old has basically been the reason why your entire plan has fallen apart. And knowing as well that John is somebody who's very spontaneously violent. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised that Jim's thought that he's safe to let this all go cuz he's relying on the idea that John will act rationally in this scenario and we know that John doesn't. He's ferocious and he acts very much on the whims of his temper.
1: I don't know, he comes across as like a man of like respect as a currency. And mm. I feel like there's something about Jim that makes you kind of go, yeah, all right. So maybe he's, maybe he's sort of banking on that and that sort of mentality. I, don't know. I
0: think he's banking on the fact that John
2: likes him. I think
0: he yeah, knows well, that John likes get, him. And I get think the he's getting
2: that idea on the boat, on the way, on the yeah. way over, even if it's, it's like, no, I think there is a, he's. It's, it's probably it's probably because he's like, oh, he could probably be useful. Maybe I could turn him and you can become like a big sort of like, you know, infiltrate the camp. At night, type of thing that's why he's quite useful, so that's, prob- that's probably why he probably still feels like it could probably use him to his whim. Well, I, th- I think he's there's... probably
0: looking at Jim going, You're moldable, do you know what I mean? He's like, I yeah. can fashion you into something that's useful to me. You're or young, you're naive, and you're
2: within silver. Yeah, no, I don't believe he... it's that. <laughs> I'd say it's more <laughs> Turns, the narcissistic. It's, it's, you're a tool it
1: could go one of two ways the angel yeah. or the devil. Who's it to be? I want to know what the devil
2: thing at this point. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I've not heard about the parrot for, for a while. Yeah.
1: We've, not had, we've not had nearly enough
0: on the parrot, haven't we? I'm trying to work out what the doctor got in this bargain. See, they were like, th- was it just literally just escape from the stockade? Because obviously the stockade to a point becomes a tomb because if you can't leave yeah. and you don't have the power to get out, then you are stuck and you will eventually run out of supplies. It, and you will. So maybe the when barrel. they saw the ship go, they were like, right, the terrain has changed the power settings have changed yeah so actually being here and being stuck here isn't to our advantage anymore so we'd almost be better off we're taking that as a sign that maybe the pirates have lost the ship so we've now got a chance to go and find it and it would make more sense for us just to to lose the stockade in order to try and gain the ship I'm, I'm assuming that's what they've decided
1: quite possibly hmm i stopped for i tell you i was out of breath and to my wonder not a man of them moved but all sat staring at me like as many sheep and while they were still staring i broke out again and now mr silver i said i believe you're the best man here and if things go to the worst i'll take it kind of you to let the doctor know the way i took it i'll bear it in mind said silver "'with an accent so curious that I could not for the life of me "'decide whether he were laughing at my request "'or had been favourably affected by my courage. "'I'll put one to that,' cried the old mahogany-faced seaman, "'Morgan by name, whom I'd seen in Long John's public house "'upon the quays of Bristol. "'It was him that gnawed Black Dog.' "'Well, and see here,' added the sea-cook, "'I'll put another again to that by thunder.' For it was by this same boy that faked the chart from Billy Bones. First and last, we've split upon Jim Hawkins. Then here it goes, said Morgan with an oath, and he sprung up, drawing a knife as if he had been twenty. Avast there, cried Silver. Who are you, Tom Morgan? Maybe you thought you was captain here, perhaps. By the powers, I'll teach you better. Cross me and you'll go where many a good man's gone before you, first and last, these thirty year back. Some to the yardarm, shiver my timbers, and some by the board, and all to feed the fishes. There's never a man looked at me between the eyes and seen a good day afterwards, Tom Morgan. You may lay to that. Morgan paused, but a hoarse murmur rose from the others. Tom's right, said one. I stood hazing long enough from one added another. I'll be hanged if I'll be hazed by you, John Silver.
2: It's a mutiny. Of- mutiny. In, in the mutiny. place.
1: Yeah. Did any of you gentlemen want to have it out with me? Roared <laughs> Silver, bending far forward from his position on the keg with his pipe still glowing in his right hand. Put a name on what you're at. You ain't dumb, I reckon. Him that wants shall get it. Have I lived this many years and a son of a rum punch and cock his hat athwart my whores at the latter end of it? You know the way. You're all gentlemen of fortune by your account while well, I'm ready. Take a cutlass, him that dares and I'll see the colour of his inside crutch and all before that pipe's empty. Oh, got a picture. And a picture Ooh, of the mutiny.
2: Oh, what a, what a picture. Ooh, <laughs> a little picture. I love having... Open fires in wooden buildings, don't they? Yeah. (laughs) How was the Great Fire of London happen? Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just in
0: the middle of the room, and he's also sitting on a keg of brandy, which is completely flammable. So there's that. I think we said before about how the reason why ships' discipline was so strict and regimented was because this book is very evident of how quickly things can turn when men aren't kept in line particularly yeah. men of this quality who don't have necessarily the moral compasses or anything apart from creed the driving them <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> they've oh, not, I'm neither yeah. a literal one i don't know where i'm going <laughs> and i don't care about anyone
0: both metaphorically <laughs> psychologically spiritually socially <laughs> economically <Yeah. laughs> i don't know where north is and i don't know where my soul is <laughs> But it shows that, like, even here where the mutineers are mutinying against the mutineer person, like, they're very shallow and, yeah, easy to sway. They're not men of conviction or substance in any way at all. It's literally whatever way the wind blows is whatever way I'll give my allegiance or decide my, well, I'd also, you know, like, make my decision.
2: Happened. Like, in the same way, we're annoyed that no treasure's been seen. They're just like... We've come all this way. Yeah, we've, no, that's we've, we've come under these, you know. Oh yeah, we're going to get loads of money, and they're just like having a really bad time of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can kind of understand. You're going on to this. They've, they've trusted this silver, the silver dude, and that's what they're in their eyes. And they're just going, "Well, we're just sat here." And now, well, not, no. it,
0: it, worse than that, we you know, we put all our trust in this silver guy, and all of his plans have been underdone by an eight-year-old. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? They're probably great, sitting uh, there going, brow. this guy's incompetent. We thought this guy was going to be this, you know, master strategian who's going to think. And literally at every single turn, he's been scuppered by an eight-year-old.
1: What a fool. How embarrassing. I
2: you mean, am smarter than a 10-year-old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great show. A I TV show. show. Uh, I
2: was smarter than a 10-year-old. Mm. Uh, Everyone's wondering, uh, I'm not bragging. It doesn't matter if
0: you're smarter, I'm
2: stronger, I can just push you over. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah that, that show got cancelled really quickly. Are you yeah. stronger?
1: <laughs> yeah. Too many ten-year-olds got stamped on the head. By the yeah. head yeah. Like, shut up, yeah. Adam, I'll still beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> not a man stirred, not a man answered. That's your sort, is it? He added, returning his pipe to his mouth. Well, you're a gay lot to look at anyway. (laughs) Not much worth the fight, you ain't. Perhaps you can understand King George's English. I'm captain here by election. I'm captain here because I'm the best man by a long sea mile. You won't fight as gentlemen of fortune should. Then by thunder you'll obey. You may lay to that. Now I like that boy. Now, I never seen a better boy than that. "'He's more a man than any pair of rats are you in this here house. "'And what I say is this. "'Let me see him that'll lay a hand on him. "'That's what I say, and you may lay to it.' "'There was a long pause after this. "'I stood straight up against the wall, "'my heart still going like a sledgehammer, "'but with a ray of hope now shining in my bosom. "'Silver leant back against the wall, "'his arms crossed, "'his pipe in the corner of his mouth.' as calm as though he had been in church. Yet his eye kept wandering furtively, and he kept the tale of it on his unruly followers. They, on their part, drew gradually together toward the far end of the blockhouse, and the low hiss of their whispering sounded in my ear continuously like a stream. One after another they would look up, and the red light of the torch would fall for a second on their nervous faces. But it was not towards me. It was towards Silver that they turned their eyes. "'You seem to have a lot to say,' remarked Silver, spitting far into the air. "'Pipe up and let me hear it, or lay to.' "'Ax your pardon, sir,' returned one of the men. "'You're pretty free with some of the rules. Maybe you'll kindly keep an eye upon the rest.' This crew's to satisfy. This crew don't value bullion a Maryland spike. This crew has its rights like other crews. I'll make so free as that, and by your own rules, I take it we can talk together. I ax your pardon, sir, acknowledging you for to be cap at this present. <laughs> but I claim my right and steps outside for a council. And with an elaborate sea salute, this fellow, a long, ill-looking, yellow-eyed man of five and thirty, stepped coolly towards the door and disappeared out of the house. One after another, the rest followed his example, each making a salute as he passed, each adding some apology. According to rules, said one. Forecastle council, said Morgan. And so, with one remark or another, all marched out and left Silver and me alone with the torch, The sea-cook instantly removed his pipe. Now look you here, Jim Hawkins, he said in a steady whisper that was no more than audible. You're within half a plank of death. And what's alongside worse of torture? They're going to throw me off. But you, Mark, I stand by you through thick and thin. I didn't mean to, no, not till you spoke up. I was about... Desperate to lose that much blunt and be hanged in the bargain. But I see you as the right sort. I says to myself, You stand by Hawkins, John, and Hawkins'll stand by you. You're his last card, and by the living thunder, John, he's yours. Back to back, says I, You save your witness, and he'll save your neck. I began dimly to understand. You mean. All's lost, I asked. Aye, by gum I do, he answered. Ship gone, neck gone, that's the size of it. Once I looked into that bay, Jim Hawkins, and seen no schooner. Well, I'm tough, but I gave out. As for that lot and their council, mark me. They're outright fools and cowards. I'll save your life, if so be as I can, from them. But see here, Jim, tit for tat, you save Long John from swinging. I was bewildered. It seemed a thing so hopeless he was asking. He, the old buccaneer, the ringleader, throughout. out. What, "'What I can do, that I'll do,' I said. "'It's a bargain,' cried Long John. "'You speak up plucky and by thunder I have a chance.' He hobbled to the torch, where it looked propped among the firewood, and took a fresh light to his pipe. "'Understand me, Jim,' he said, returning. I have a head on my shoulders, I have. I'm on Squire's side now. I know you've got that ship safe somewheres. How you done it, I don't know, but safe it is. I guess Hands and O'Brien turned soft. I never much believed in neither of them. Now you mark me. I ask no questions, nor I won't let others. I know when a game's up, I do. And I know a lad that's staunch. Ah, you that's young, you and me might have done a power of good together. He drew some cognac from the cask into a tin canakin. Will you taste, messmate? he asked. And when I had refused, well, I'll take a dram myself, Jim, said he. I need a corker for there's trouble on hand. And talking of trouble, why did that doctor give me the chart, Jim? My face expressed a wonder so unaffected that he saw the needlessness of further questions. Ah, well he did, though, said he, and there's something under that, no doubt, something, surely, under that, Jim, bad or good. And he took another swallow of the brandy, shaking his great fair head, like a man who looks forward to the worst. End of chapter so the doctor's mm. given Long John Silver the chart. So he's got the map to the trip. I'm com- Yeah, I think he has. Is it fake? Well, is a, is it's,
0: fake? Either, it's either that, it's either a ruse, or it's literally the case that a doctor and that lot have gone, do you know what, this isn't worth our lives. We're best off just cutting our losses and just trying to find the ship and trying to get off this island. So maybe they were just like, do you know what, we just give John everything he wants. Yeah, he'll yeah, yeah. he'll busy himself going looking for the treasure and while he's doing that we can busy ourselves going looking for the ship and then we can get off this island and just leave him here because what's treasure if you can't get off the island anyway but what's also implied here with john talking to jim mm. is he's basically going jim you've got the ship i've got the chart together we can still make this happen
1: we can rule the world
0: That's why he's mentioning this here. Because he's basically saying, look, they're going to try and kill you. They've already gone off and they said they don't want to. If we join and make our own third team, just the two of us, we've got everything we need between the two of us to do what we set out to do. So it's actually a very clever play here by John. Whether it's sincere (laughs) or not, I don't know. But
2: So am I right? The Pirates have gone out basically to decide what they think that, at this point in time like, they've started a picket for like,
1: they've started a picket for uh, for better picket line yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: basically they've gone outside for a little like democratic vote haven't they yeah. which is funny I, I didn't i didn't figure pirates to be a democracy i understand that like it's majority. It is in a sense majority rule because one person can't stay in charge if if the rest of the crew decide to turn against him. That's why mutinies are so. That's what parlay is dangerous. Isn't it? it's like yeah, it has to do
2: with the sort of democratic but, decision yeah. between pirates. Yeah. But I
0: they suppose. Got but I suppose because the captains have the power, like dictators, to just kill at whim or dish out violence or capital punishment. Yeah. you don't associate those things with democracy. But I suppose it's It's, it's a true, though. democracy. Yeah, but it, but it is true in the sense that, like, the captain is only permitted to rule by the consent of the people being ruled. If the people who are being ruled decide we don't want you to be the captain anymore, one person can't really do a lot against the whole crew, can they?
1: It's very true.
0: So it is kind of this illusion of power, which kind of is broken in instances in this, where the guy who's in charge has absolutely no way of swaying The people who have chosen to follow him to follow him still and the overthrowing becomes
1: that much easier at sea because you can Mm. literally push them overboard
0: yeah and even easier when the person's only got one leg because they're really easy to push
1: overboard (laughs) very much so
0: (laughs) i know that from treasure island there is a little bit even in the muppets one where the pirates almost turn against john where they, as you say, this discontent starts to to flicker in and they go, we've not found the treasure yet, you promised us to... And then Tim Curry, it's
2: just Tim Curry talk.
0: Yeah, basically. So I did expect this scene, but this seems not just like a slight grumbling of mutiny. This is like outright mutiny here. So I didn't realise that in the books it got a lot more severe than it kind of does in the film adaptations. I'm kind of wondering what these two do now. Are they going to form their own little
2: dynamic duo and...
1: Well, at least we've mentioned the treasure map, so it feels well, like yeah, we're exactly. on the cusp of something, you know.
2: We've not got that many chapters left, though. I was expecting there to be, like, more natural obstacles, like they have to get across a river and then yeah. there's, so like, a crocodile a scary there. scary
0: cliff, yeah. A, a bridge that's rickety that snaps, like that yeah. kind of thing. Those are the kind of tropes.
1: And they met, a you know, a sphinx who had to uh, answer a ansel riddle. riddle three <laughs> or something, you know, yeah. all
0: that. The little wizard man in Monty Python on the bridge or wherever it is. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that guy. Mm -hmm. Obviously Mm -hmm. not like that. Mm -hmm. What is your favourite (laughs) colour? Red, blue, blue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, it's odd next, David. It's odd
1: next, and therefore time for us to play Guess What the Next Chapter's Call! And this week, week, David, before you put in your submission, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to tell you that this chapter title is a chapter title we've had before in this book, followed by the word again. So if you can remember any previous ones, it's the name of a previous chapter followed by the word again. Is it the black spot again? Interesting. Interesting choice, Matthew. Uh,
0: Various parties converge on...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Again. (laughs) Choose one of the Pinocchio ones. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, so yeah, he's gone for a good one Treasure Island again <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> the treasure brilliant.
2: again How my sea adventure began again Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going well, for that
1: it's a special time Because 100% of the points Go to David Carr No! You mean he actually got a go full point Say it, it
0: Oh, <laughs> oh
1: sorry, There you go. Yes, that's right, everyone. Chapter twenty-nine is called The Black Spot Again.
2: It's the only one I could remember. Mm. And I thought and then I thought, well, that's something they might do. And it does happen Whoop in from. the Muppets.
0: Tim Curry gets served with a black spot by the goat. This is for you. <laughs> do
2: you remember? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think the goat is called Clueless Morgan.
0: Yes, actually. No, Morgan. you might Morgan. be right there. Yeah. Yeah, the this GOAT serves you. Window. This is for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. However we oh, we're however definitely going to do, do it. it. Yeah, as soon quiet. as we finish this book, we're watching that. I'm we just will like, yeah, do yeah, that instead just just of an epilogue.
2: Just get, just get the chapters out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's yeah. watch the movie.
0: Yeah, we had to, like, do a, a night round someone's house to watch it, maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. The ultimate lazy book club is just watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What have we been doing for the
2: last two and a half years? Missed any one episode. Why have
0: we been (laughs) reading the books? We should have just been watching the films all this time.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Saved ourselves a lot of time. Could have done everything in two hours instead of however many hours we've been doing on this now so
1: far. gracious. Oh, dear.
0: Well, if you've enjoyed this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com
2: with your opinions. Uh, and if you'd like to congratulate me on getting 100% in a <laughs> guessing round, probably for the first time in human history, oh, I do so on Twitter
1: <laughs> at Lazy Book Club Pod, isn't it? Good. If you're feeling as excluded as me that you've never seen Muppets Treasure Island, please tell me about it so I know I'm not alone. Not on Instagram at Lazy Book Club Pod. <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to say if you're feeling as excluded as me for never having the opportunity to win points because I don't get to guess the chapter title. Oh, yeah, that That too.
1: Yeah, contact us about that too.
0: Always the quiz master, hey? We're also (laughs) on Patreon, where for the small fee of $3 a month, you get an extra episode as well as access to our videos. Otherwise, we will see you next week for Chapter 29, The Black Spot Again. Again. We'll see you then. Bye.